long, and besides, Tori, my other roommate, wasn't back from her late-night lab class yet. She would have to walk through the parking lot, too. I had to make sure it was safe. It was the least I could do. As I placed my hand on the doorknob, Mai ran over to my side, grasping my arm sharply. Don't, Lynn, please don't go out there, she pleaded. I looked over my shoulder at her, making sure I was calm and collected as I did so. I knew that was what Mai needed, a level head to tell her that everything was okay. She had protective parents like my mother, but I already had a taste of what danger could be like. Mai, on the other hand, was still innocent. If I could help keep things that way for her, I would be doing her a favor. She didn't need to go through her life on campus looking over her shoulder, afraid of an urban legend. How could she learn anything feeling that way? I'm just going out for a quick look. I won't be long, I said firmly, but I managed to keep a sense of gentle compassion in my tone. Mai released my arm as I opened the front door. When I stepped outside, she closed it abruptly. Then I heard her latch the deadbolt. I hesitated as I looked down the walkway that led to the north parking lot. It was chilly. I wished that I had put on a pair of sweatpants, too, instead of going out in shorts, but I managed the temperature okay. As I looked around, I could see that nobody else was outside except me. I waited another second and listened. Then I made my way down the path. As I went, I could hear a television on in one of the apartments as I passed it. It sounded like an action movie of some sort was playing in apartment 109, Bobby Hartley's place. I ignored the sounds and refocused my attention back to the parking lot ahead. Once I got to the end of the path, I stopped and scanned the parking lot slowly. It was fairly well lit. Nobody was currently coming or going from their cars. I waited for a few moments for an odd sound or even a familiar one, but nothing happened. All was quiet. The only sound I could hear was the faint rumbles of traffic over on Woodland Avenue. I had to admit that it was a little strange that everything was so quiet at our apartment complex, but there was no school the following day, so a lot of students had opted to go home over the long weekend where they could get free food from their parents. I would have gone too, but my mother was out of town this weekend visiting my aunt. I waited for a few more seconds, but whatever Mai had seen was long gone. I only wished I had seen a drunken frat boy out in the parking lot with a costume. Then I would have had a better report to give Mai. Poor Mai. I was sure she wouldn't get any sleep, which would most likely result in me and Tori trying to console her all night. I sighed deeply as I turned around, ready to head back to my apartment. But just as I turned, I stopped dead in my tracks, gasping out in fear. I quickly threw my hands over my mouth as I took a moment to process what it was I was seeing— a second later, I relaxed as I could see that it was only Bobby Hartley standing behind me. He grinned at me wildly as if I was the biggest coward he had ever seen with his straight, dusty blonde hair hanging loosely over his bright gray eyes. Geez, Lynn, what the heck was that all about? You look like you were about to piss your pants or something, he said in amusement. I, on the other hand, was not amused. In fact, I felt the opposite. Annoyed was the best way to sum up what I was feeling. But before saying anything, I took a second to recompose myself. There was no need for me to misbehave as well. Sorry for almost screaming at the sight of you, but you were standing right behind me. You didn't even make a sound. I wasn't expecting you there, I said as I stepped around him and began to walk back to my apartment. What, your ninja reflexes weren't working just now or something? Bobby asked. I bit my tongue before answering him. I wasn't sure where he was going with this, but I had a pretty good idea. Bobby was known for being outspoken, which usually translated into being rude and insensitive most of the time. What's that supposed to mean? I asked, but really I would rather he treat it as a rhetorical question. I didn't mean anything by it, just that, well, you know, aren't ninjas supposed to be Japanese? He asked playfully. I knew it. Bobby was making some sort of lame stereotype about me. I'm not Japanese, I said. 
Okay, well, fine, you know what I mean. What were you doing just now anyway? he asked. I really wasn't interested in talking to Bobby about anything, but Bobby was my neighbor and it wouldn't do me any good to be in a serious grudge match with him. I was just going for a walk, I answered, hoping that would put an end to our conversation. But Bobby moved in front of me, blocking my way. He obviously wasn't done talking to me. A walk? Are you serious? You were thinking of going for a walk in the dark dressed like that? I mean, you're wearing those short shorts with flip-flops and a UC Davis sweater, he said as he looked down at my chilly legs. I immediately attempted to pull my sweater down as far as it could go when I realized he was looking at my bare legs. You usually dress better than this, he continued. The fact that he seemed to be very in tune to what I was wearing didn't sit well with me. When he realized that I was attempting to cover myself up, he looked back at my eyes. What were you really doing? he asked plainly. I was thoroughly annoyed with Bobby now. I just wanted him to leave me alone. I just needed